to, you have to look at your relationship. What type of relationships are they? Are they, is it a relationship that, that you're trying to reach someone for Christ? Is it a relationship, a, a friendship? You know, there's different types of relationships that you have, and you have to know which is which. Because if, if you're going to be best friends with, with somebody that's just raunchy and, and just mm. of the world, you, it's going to affect you negatively. But if, if you know that, man, I'm in that person's life, to help them come to Christ and to help them, then 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 you understand that and you won't compromise. But um, but that that's so true, Willie. I appreciate that because I can't cover everything. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm a pastor, and so I come more spiritually. Not that you didn't come spiritually. That's not. I, I don't mean that at all. Um, but you need to hear from other people so that you you can get. Uh, A better perspective of life. Amen. Amen. Did that make sense, really? Yes, okay. it did. Thank, thank you. you. Father, thank you today, Lord. We praise you. We know that we've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, you have given us the victory. Lord, this month we're walking, we're running, we're running the victory. We'll run and we won't be weary. We'll walk and we'll not faint. Because we're looking to you, Father. You said those that wait upon you, those that trust you and expect you to do what you say. Lord, we'll renew our strength. We'll mount up with wings of eagles. Lord, we'll run. We won't be weary. We'll walk and won't faint. Father, thank you that we have the endurance. Lord, that we have the endurance like Joseph. Father, that we have the wisdom of Jesus. And Lord, may we have divine strength to do those things that you have called us to do to reach others in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would turn to 1 Corinthians 9, we're still talking about running to victory. As we're running to victory, and we touched on this on Thursday, but, but the, there's three areas, really there's three areas that, that, that you're running a race against. Or you're running the race to win. But there's, there's three areas that you have to overcome or conquer. The first one is ourselves, and that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. You have to overcome yourself, the flesh, the, the natural man. You, you have to overcome you. When you look in the mirror, you see you. And, and depending on how you see you, that's going to affect your day. If you see you as... You're going to have a rough day. But if you see yourself and you, you don't see you, you see the living word of God and what he's saying, you're going to have a, a much better day. Amen. We're fighting against the world system. That's the second battlefront. We're, we're fighting the world system. Well, what do you mean by that? It's the attitudes of the world. It's, it's, it's the, the, the thought process, that type of thing. That the world may think one thing, God says another now what? Where, what? Do you compromise so that you, you fit in or, or do you go with God and God will get you to where he's going? And that will help people come to Christ. And the third, the third area, of course, is the devil. All three of these arenas that we need to overcome and, and run in the, to run the victory, all three 
are, are, are intertwined. Go to second, now, you know what, 1 Corinthians 9, let's go there first. 1 Corinthians 9, verse number 24 through 27, I'm going to read them. I'm going to read it first out of the New King James. It says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. You and I can each win. If you see a race or you, the Super Bowl, there's a race to the Super Bowl. You don't want to just get to the Super Bowl. That's awesome. You get in the Super Bowl, only two teams get it. But wouldn't you rather win the Super Bowl than, well, I got in the Super Bowl? You can't name, it's very hard to name the losing teams in the Super Bowl. But you know, it's much easier to remember who won. There's only one that's going to win. But we're all running our race, even though we're running together, we're each running our own race. We can all win. There's a prize for all of us. Praise the Lord. It says, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. You are running the race for something that God gives that will last forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we want blessing in this world, right? How many want to be sick, broke, ugly, stinky, with no relationships? How many? I hope nobody. <laughs> but you're also running for an eternal prize. Because if you spend all your money today, how many have a retirement program or fund? If you took that money out, can you take it out? Some of them you can. Penalized. You can take it all out and blow it all today. Then what do you have two, 20 years from now? Not a whole lot unless you start building back up real fast. If you take everything for that, it's the same way. With you're, you're, you are laying up things that when we get there, it's going to be, when God shows you the place, your crib in heaven, <laughs> That this everything you enjoy and love in this earth will be just beyond your wildest dreams there. But you're building up treasures in heaven. You know, I look at my mother who's been in heaven since 2004. Is she in her mansion right now? I don't know. And the reason why I say I don't know, because God's still, Jesus is still building it. Well, what do you mean? Because there's still reward. There's still things. There's people that she's influenced. She's influenced us. And, and then we influence others. And we and, and those it, it, it keeps going. You might have a 100-story house in heaven, but only three, three floors are built right now because you're continually building up. Are, are you following me? Okay, that's enough of that. Let's keep reading here. It says, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats there, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Discipline sometimes is a swear word. Discipline. You can't do anything that's going to be long-lasting without being disciplined in whatever area it may be. 
You have to be disciplined. You have to be disciplined in your body to exercise. You, uh, an athlete, the, the football, they train. Back in the 60s, 70s, and maybe in the, even in the 80s, they didn't train all year round. You look at these guys, they were skinny a little bit. Man, they smoked all the time. They were smoking the dugout back if you, if you can, how many athletes today smoke cigarettes? I don't think any of them do. Back then they did. I mean, it's, it's completely different. You're training all year round. You want to be strong in an area in business. You have to study. You have to, you have to get in there and understand those things. Are you following me? And it, but it had, it caught, you have to be disciplined in it. So Paul says, I discipline my body. Discipline is good. Habits are good. Habits are bad. You might have a bad habit. Well, what's a bad habit? Smoking cigarettes. It's not a good habit. You don't get, what do you get out of smoking a cigarette? Cancer. Well, you get cancer, you smell, you know, you get, you know, you get, you get different things. It messes up your lungs, it messes up a lot of things. I, I used to chew tobacco. What did I get out of that? A buzz. But thank God I still have my teeth. I could have rotted my teeth out. I could have got I could have got cancer in the mouth. But see, a habit. They say if you do something 21 days straight, it'll go into a habit. So if you want to do something. For 21 straight days, you know what? Get up and, and spend a little time with the Lord. If you do that 21 straight days, you think, oh my God, that's impossible. No, it, it, you'll, you'll build a habit. All right, enough of that. I'm just trying to help you. He says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I've preached to others, I myself should be di become disqualified. You don't want to be disqualified. Out of the new living, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the price? The price. The price. So run to win. If you're going to run, run to win. That's what I appreciate about Willie, knowing him more. He, he just He's like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going. He just keeps, and all of us here, he just keeps trucking along. No matter what. He might fall down. You know, we were at the hockey game. I don't know, this is the picture I got about falling up. <laughs> it was, they were dressed as samurai, no, not samurai, uh, sumo wrestlers. So they're in this big padded thing. And so they're just, you know, they can barely move, but they had to take the hockey, they were on the ice, and so they had to take and, and go around and then shoot a, a goal. But as they're going through it, they, I guess part of the race was they smashed into each other. You know, they did the chest bump and they both <laughs> went down the ground. And they're like turtles. They're just like. <laughs> and so the, the one person helped the one guy up quicker than the other one. And he's still like. And he got up and just started. And he got there and shot and scored a goal and he won. I don't know, I forget what he won. But you know what? He fell down, but he got back up. That's the picture I got. I don't know when I mean fall. Ay, ay, ay. I'm all right. I really am. 
Okay, verse 25, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. If we can, you know what? We, we live on two planes. The natural plane, what we see, we're in the natural plane, but we live in the eternal also, in the spirit. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. So we're, we live in two planes. We have to, as a believer, we have to be cognizant of both of them. Are you following me? Not one or the other. If we're just so spiritual, you know what? It's like, well, you might as well lock yourself in, in your house and, and forget about interacting with anybody because we're so spiritual. That doesn't help anybody. Or if you just live on a natural plane, that's dangerous because it will eventually swallow you up and you won't be spiritual at all. Are you following me? Okay, good. Verse number 26. So I run with purpose in every step. I run with what? Purpose in every step. Sometimes when, when you have to self evaluate or, or self um, look at yourself that can be very painful at times you, you understand what I'm saying it can be painful because you're, you're looking at yourself you're, 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 you're looking what do I need to change Lord what do I need to change what what those and, and so you're you're introspective but you can't stay there because if you're too introspective, it'll kill you. Because you'll start dealing, you'll start looking at all your faults. You'll start looking at all these things so much that you, you'll start feeling condemned and shamed. Are you following me? So you have to be careful. But you, you still, you have to, you have to look at your, God will show you areas that, that he wants you to work on. He will. Why does he do that? Because he's, he's a bad God and wants to make you feel bad? No, he wants you to grow and mature and get strong so that you can grow in your walk with him and then you can help other people too. You know, many times people say, well, you got to get everything straightened out before you can help someone. I don't believe that for a second. If you got to get everything straightened out and make it perfect, you'll, you'll never help anybody. Never. But you can, when you're going through something, you can still help a person. Don't let it swallow you up and kill you. Verse number 26. Let, let's finish it. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Go to Ephesians 6 now. So we're running. We're running the race. Run with purpose. Run the win. Like I mentioned, there's, there's those three arenas. And if we get to it this morning, we want to deal with our flesh. We want to deal with ourselves. Because if you can't get past yourself, we're in trouble. Ephesians 6, verse number 10. 
Be strong in the Lord. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And we forget that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We, we wrestle against spiritual things. So we need to understand that. That's one of the things. The wrestling matches against the kingdom of darkness. It says, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand an evil day and having done all to stand. What do you have to do? You have to take up the whole armor of God. I'm not here to talk about the armor of God this morning, but you have to take up the whole armor of God. Well, what is that? You keep reading and it'll show you the, the different armor. Faith, righteousness, the breastplate right, the, the helmet of what? Salvation. What are all those? What, what we need to do is see ourselves in Christ and how he sees us. I say that all the time, but it always comes back to that. You have to see yourself in Christ and your position in Christ. I look at a person like Joseph. How did Joseph go through that? Well, the Bible said that the Lord was with him. Somehow, Joseph saw things from God's point of view. He saw things. Now, I'm not saying he didn't. It was rough. I wouldn't want to be in prison. I wouldn't want to be in a, the things that he went through. But he just kept rising to the top. Because God was with him. And he continued to obey God. That's a key. Okay, go to Galatians. You know, it's funny. I have Galatians, and then no verse, no nothing. But I know what verse it is. Galatians 2. Go to Galatians 2. I think that's where I want to go. But we'll go there anyway. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Well, what? It's no longer I who live. You have to, you have to see your race. You're racing it in Christ, you're racing with Him. Amen. You're not racing alone. It's not just you in the flesh. But Christ lives in me, and the life I, I live, which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. You can't get anywhere without faith. So the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness comes through the law then Christ died in vain righteousness is just right standing up but righteousness is just viewing yourself right you see yourself right you see yourself in a right point of view 
not in a wrong point of view. When you know you're with Christ, you're right with God, you're righteous, when he deals with you in, a, in, in an area, it won't crush you when you feel like, man, why is God picking on me? He's not picking on you. Maybe the devil might try to pick on you. You're right with God. Just like in a relationship, when you know that you're loved and you're right, it's right and it's working right, when they bring something to you that might hurt your feelings for a moment, you can get through that. Amen. Why? Because you know they're for you. Amen. Yeah, it hurts for a moment. It makes you feel bad. And, and you get upset and you might have a temper tantrum, but you get over it. Because you know. So we might have a temper tantrum before God. God dealing with us about something. We have a temper tantrum. We cry and boo-hoo. And finally we realize, wait a minute, he's for me. It's not against you. God before you, who can be against you? Amen. Because if we're going to run the victory, you have to, you have to go through some pain. Well, you know, like Rocky. Well, the second Rocky fight. What's your prediction for this fight? Pain. Pain. <laughs> well, he he got whooped in that fight. Okay. Remember, the enemy wants to bring you to such pain to break you, so that not that you're broken in in before God, that you're just broken. And when you're broken, you're shattered. When you're shattered, you, you, your life, when it's shattered, you, all the pain and the negativity comes out. When you're broken before God, that brokenness, that brokenness leads to a sweetness of the spirit. Two completely different things. Two completely different. When God breaks you, what do you mean he breaks he breaks the, the natural. He, he, he breaks us out of those things. He deals with us to, to purify us so that what he has for us, we can handle and we can handle victory. You know, sometimes it's hard to handle victory. Mm -hmm. You see young, young athletes, and I'll go back to athletes, you young athletes. College, they're partying, they get to the pro, and now they're making, they're, they're, they're all, all of a sudden making big money, and they got everything. How many of them get destroyed? A lot of them. A lot of them. Most athletes, after they retire, they go bankrupt. Why? Because there's nothing. But... You have somebody that is broken and has, has the character. They can handle it. It doesn't kill them. But are you following me? Amen. Say amen. amen. Better than what you think it is. Go to 1 John 2. We're, just, we're, we're introducing these three areas. 1 John 2. We'll start with verse 15. 
Hey, is everybody there? Do not love the world. Wait a minute. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. Well, wait a minute. So, <laughs> that means that God doesn't want us to have anything? The, the, the whole system, the attitude, the mindset, don't love those things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Look at what that says. And I'd have to, I'd have to, I'm going to go this afternoon and look. I believe that that word is agape. I'd have to check. That means that's the God kind of love. That, that means we're loving the world like, like, we're, like we're supposed to love God. I want to check that, but I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure that I could look at it on my computer and take a couple of minutes. And I will at the end of service, so I can um, let you know. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh. You know what the word lust means? It's just strong desire. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. That's why you have to be careful what you look at. And the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. You see, what's the key? Doing the will of God. Being obedient. Amen. You want to you be guaranteed victory? You do what God said. You obey him. You do the will of God. I look at, I've been studying Joseph, so I'm, I'm, I'm bringing Joseph up a lot. I look at Joseph. The only mistake that I see that Joseph made, he opened his mouth to his brothers. He was already his brothers were already jealous of him, and they had some family issues. And he just blurted it out. Well, that's probably not the right thing to do. And so it got him thrown in. It got him thrown into a hole. Sold then to the Ishmaelites. Can you imagine being sold into slavery by your own family? I can't imagine Willie going home in this afternoon and saying, you know what? I just got offered $100,000. No, let's make it a little bit more than that. Let's make it worth your while. A million dollars if you sell Alex to a family in Brazil. Well, what's he going to do? He's going to work his tail off. And be a slave. Well, you might think, well, you know, a million dollars. I could, I could get someone, and we can rescue him after you get. You know, you could go through all this. <laughs> now, a million. How about ten billion? Well, mm, you know, you can't keep bumping up the price. It might be worth it. See, isn't it something that the world will always bump its price up to you to try to sell out to it? Yep, everybody has a price. Yeah. Your price needs to be the price of the blood of Jesus. Because what we don't realize is what you, what you can get on your own in the world. Don't you think God wants to do more than that? Amen. Yes, he does. But it's done right. And it's done... <laughs> Remember what he said 
you'll get a hundredfold in this life with what? Persecution. Yep, see? <laughs> I know, because even he did that Thursday, and certain things we shared, man, he was vocal. He was made me think, man, I, you know, listen to the young, I love mouth of babes and suckling, man. He, he's ordained prey, so. Let me read out of the New Living. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving. Listen, to this. see, I like how the New Living. It says, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. Everybody wants pleasure. But it's only a craving for physical, only a craving for physical. Where's our craving for God? See, with God, then he'll give you things that bring pleasure to you. For all, let me get back to the right. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see. And just, everything you see, man, I want that, I want that, I want that. Now, is that always bad? You see something you, you desire. No, not necessarily. So you have to understand what he's saying, what's behind this. For the world only offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see. Just a craving. You want, 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 want. Where's God in this? And pride in our achievements and possessions. Once again, those, those aren't, you know, you achieve, that's not bad, but the, in the equation, you have to put God plus this, not just these things. God first, these things. What does it equal? A successful life. But without God, you can have what the world would consider success, but it's not success. And what happens is there's no, there's no fulfillment on the inside. You can be fulfilled for a moment. But if God's not in it, it doesn't last, and it leaves like a sand in your mouth. It's it just like... <laughs> you ever eat something that tastes good, and then, and then you, you swallow it, and, and then all of a sudden, man, what's that weird... It leaves a weird taste in your mouth. You think, what happens is you don't eat it then. You think, man, if I got every time I eat I like it, it tastes good going down, but then it leaves this rotten aftertaste. You're not going to eat it. See, it leaves a, a, a bitter aftertaste. Well, amen. We're going to victory this year. Amen. Got to grow. Hallelujah. It says, these are not from the Father, but are from this world. Verse 17, and this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. That's something. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Addictions. People crave something. You eat a lot of sweet, you'll crave sweets. Just now, are sweets 
want? Yes. <laughs> Very personal being bondage to it. Huh? <laughs> well, sweets aren't. Can you imagine Mary's Supper and Lamb? You think there'll be some cakes and pies up there? <laughs> God. All right. Go to Galatians 5. Now you're still here. Yes. We're running through and we're just getting ready to close here. Galatians 5. I'm going to read a chunk of scripture. Because what happens, man, then we'll just pull a scripture, but you need to read around. Galatians 5, I'm going to start with verse 16. I say then, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do we deal with ourselves? How do we deal with the flesh? How do we deal with our not Walk in the spirit. To be carnally minded is what? Death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be spiritually minded, to be Christ minded, to be word minded will produce life and peace. To be carnally minded produces death. Naturally minded, always thinking about the natural things, the day to day life. That's all natural. If that's all you think about is the day to day life without God in the equation, it's, it's going to produce death. It's just, it's going to be miserable. There's day to day living can get very monotonous. It can. That's why you need the hope of Christ. You need, you need God so much alive in you that he can bring some suddenness in your life. Amen. When you're doing the natural day-to-day -day things like Moses was, taking care of the sheep. He was a shepherd. And all of a sudden, burning bush experience. You know, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. See that? They lust against it. There's a battle going on. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh, the works of the what? Flesh. The flesh, the natural, are evident, which are adultery. These are the works of the flesh. These are natural things. Adultery, fornication. Is there anything wrong with fornication according to the world? It's getting in a place where adultery. But is, isn't it interesting when you see even CEOs and that, and when, when all of a sudden things come out that they're in adultery or they're in a, what usually happens, you start seeing a down, downward spiral happen. Why? Because that type of life, it'll kill you. These are the works of the natural. This is worldly living here. If I read this, to, if I took this out to the street and read this to people, they would say, yeah, what's wrong with all that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery? How about drugs? I, you know, put drug, drug, drug. What's wrong with that, man? Come on. Hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, hearsays, envy, murder, drunkenness. And the like of which I tell you before, and just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
Do you see that? Those who practice these things, those that do these things, will not inherit the kingdom. Does that mean they're not saved? Let me just say this. You're not going to inherit the kingdom. You're not going to inherit what God has for you. Why? Because you're, you're so tied up in those things. You see, isn't it something? Because the devil, oops, the devil will work on your flesh until he got to conquer you. He'll work on those. He'll offer you things. He'll bring things, temptations and that, and you fall. You know, you're doing what's wrong with all that. You're just a prude. You're just this. You're just that. You know, we don't... You don't want me to have any fun. You don't want this. You don't want that. Blah, 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 blah. You won't inherit the kingdom of God. Now, someone that lives there that could care less about God and his kingdom. But you know what? It's too late. You're part of the kingdom of God. God wants to give you the promises. God wants you. <laughs> but the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. All the things people are looking for. Why do people do drugs? Why do people do drugs? Anybody? Feel good. Escape, feel good. <clears throat> to do what? Mental problem. <laughs> Give them some sense of peace. When I got high one time, and I've shared this before, when I got high one time, I went back to school. And praise God, your children aren't like this. I went back to school, got high all the way there, got high, making making our bed. It was Sunday evening, walking around the bed making my bed. And I said, Eric, I said I know the meaning of life. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you know what? We're all one. We're all. <laughs> Man, I felt like I was one with everything. <laughs> oh, man, this is awesome. And I felt such a peace with, I don't, you know, I look back, I know exactly what that was. You know what? I, I, could never, I never got that. I, I, I got high many times after. I, could never, I, I wanted to get that back. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get that. I think it was, a, it was demonic. To get me, man, it just it, to go deeper into this nonsense, to get you trapped when, because there's nothing there. It was a feeling. Boy, did it feel good. Just like I did cocaine twice. I think it was. The guy told me it was pure caffeine. I don't believe it. And I, you know, looking back, and I don't care. <laughs> Pure caffeine gave it to me free twice, and then he said, "Man, you come back in, you have to pay for it." Well, he's a dealer. I mean, it's supposed to be a friend of mine. Set up. Yeah, of course you. But I like. I'll be honest. I liked what it, how it felt. But I knew. I, I was always a believer in God. I always had a, a fear of God to a certain extent. I read my Bible. I would read my Bible in college. Like reading hieroglyphics. I, mean, I couldn't understand anything. I wasn't, I wasn't boring. But I, read, but I knew if I go there again, I'm going to be addicted. I knew it. The cravings of my body, I knew. And I said, I'm, I'll never, ever, ever go there again. 
never did. Whatever it was, I'm not doing it again. I know it was cold. Tell me you snorted up your nose. Just snort it. So no, I don't snort anything up my nose. Can't do it. Well, then do it like this. I know the guy's name. Won't tell you what it is. In case all of a sudden it pops up around here. Oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. Maybe, maybe he might be he might be an evangelist traveling the world. I don't know. But see, when when you're on when talking about going to when you're when you've lived on that side, you lived on this side. So many people want to crash right into the middle. They want to fit into both. Doesn't work. It never does. It won't work. That's why you, you get on fire. You just get lit up for God. Stay there. The, 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 those, those battles that you're dealing with. You know what? There's victory in every arena. That's what I love about God. He's already given us the victory in all of that. You can overcome. How do you overcome your flesh? You overcome your flesh by feeding your spirit. By understanding your righteousness. By understanding your position. That's one of my points that we didn't get to. Let me go to one more verse. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. How do we overcome ourselves? How do we overcome the flesh? You can just know that we are in Christ and our flesh has been crucified. Know who you are in Christ. Know that you are in Christ. My God, you really are. You're hidden in him. Your life has been bought with a price. So honor him. You know, I'm going to take a month and talk about honor. <coughs> but it, it'll be a walk, walking honorably. In, in, in. That's coming real soon. Maybe next month. If not March, I haven't decided yet. Where did I say to go? Okay, Second Corinthians four. That's why I really felt like you know this year a good part of at least the half first half of the year just studying on the men and women of God in, in the scriptures. Really study them. Because they had, God, you know what I love about God? God will put the faults out. Everybody knows, you know, when you meet these guys, you already know they're trash. When you meet David, you already know, man, you screwed up with Bathsheba and, you know, but you're not going to think that. Oh, God said, that's a man after my own heart. 2 Corinthians 4, this is it. Verse 3, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. People are blinded. Their minds are blinded. Why can't they see what they need to see? Man, I was getting my hair cut at, at Anthony Bar. I'm listening to Barber and another guy talking about life. <laughs> and I, you know, I wanted to really interject, but then it wasn't the right thing because then I'm, I'm eavesdropping on, you know. So I, I'm just listening. I just, 
my God, just talking about aliens and you know, <laughs> man evolving, you know, maybe the man only can go to a certain level and, and that's it, and then, then the destruction and you know, just crazy stuff. And I'm just like, people, people outside of God, they 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 grasp that stuff. They grasp at things that sound good. They it sounds logical. Well, I can't even say that. It's illogical. <laughs> and and people are just grasping at straws. They're grasping. People all have have ideas that of life and all this. The goddess age has blinded who do not believe. And I we looked at who do not believe. If you don't believe the scriptures, if you, I'm telling you, you take it at faith value, this year you believe what God said, it will lead you through the victory of life. You believe what he said. Don't try to rationalize. Don't try to, well, you know, why haven't I seen this, God, if, if this is true? You know what? If you have to erase those things. Now, there's always, people have questions. I understand. But I'm telling you, erase, start erasing those questions. God will reveal things to you. If he wants to show you, he will. That doesn't mean when I mean God didn't want to show me, and you're just living, you know, you're you're in the world, you're in the flesh, and you're not seeking God. How's He going to reveal anything? It, it amazes me that you hear more people that don't know God. You know they're not walking with God. They spend no time in the Word of God. They're always getting, you know, what God told me. The God, what God? The God of this world is telling you something. Because it doesn't even line up with, with the pattern of scriptures in that area that you're talking about. It doesn't, it doesn't line up with the scriptures that you already know. And so they're blown smoke. A little fired up. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of of God should shine on them. When something shines, you start seeing something. You know, every so I look at my mouth. When I had that, I don't know how people to this day get all four of their wisdom teeth pulled out at once. That, you know, that's that's one of those mysteries to me. That's a mystery. I, I, I got one pulled out. And I'm telling you, I still have a hole back there. How do you have four holes? How do you even eat? Anyways, so I shine, I shine a flashlight in my mouth and look in the mirror to see that hole. Because they told me that'll close up. There's a, big, there's a big hole in my mouth. And I'm saying, it looks like there's, you left part of the tooth there. I called them up. I called them two different times. I called, I said, I said, what, what do I see? It looks like you left part of, no, it's the bone. The jaw. Bone? The jaw. Yeah, the jaw, but you know, the bone. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Couple of weeks later, I call him up again. I said, um, "You know, this hole's not closed yet." Well, they said it could take up to a few months. I said, "A few months? 
starts saying, you need to close, and then close in the name of Jesus. And it's, it is, it's close. It's, it's, but I'm thinking, how do you do that with for that? Man, I couldn't chew for weeks. I, I, I had a hard time even chewing anything on this side. Because if it hit that hole or whatever, oh, God. Then I thought, if you had four of them, how do you chew? I'd be, I'd be drinking a lot of, uh, get me a Vitamix and be. <laughs> That's a running joke at our house. Kevin says, you're the only man I've ever heard in my life that is just so on a bottle of Vitamix. Because <laughs> I saw a demonstration and that guy was good. And, he was good. And I'm going to buy one. The only thing is they're expensive. Yeah, they are. But I'm going to get one. <laughs> Man, you could do anything with that. And you know what else I like? Yes, I'm sidetracked. Yes, I am. It's how easy it is to get sidetracked in life. But what I like about it, it cleans itself. Wow. I like wow. That sold me. Yeah. <laughs> you put a little drop of detergent wow. in it. He said, and you turn it on. Because it spins. I said, how powerful is the motor? Or the motor? It's not so... How strong is that blade? It's not so much the blade. That thing's spinning like 3,000 revolutions a second or something, whatever. And I, I might, it's spinning so fast, that's what does the work. So he said, watch. He, he just put it and turned it on. It's all clean. Pour it out. I said, and then he put it back on the stand. And I said, I said you're not going to dry it? He said, no, you don't even have to dry it. No, I, I said, no, you got to dry it. You can't just leave it wet. Well, anyways. <laughs> Back to this. <laughs> Verse 6, for it is the God who commands light to shine out of darkness. Who is shown in your heart. You have the light. He's commanded light in the darkness of your heart. Why? Because you're a believer. There's light there. Let the light shine. Let it reveal things. Let it go into the deep recesses where you don't want anybody to know about, including God. Amen. I got a secret for you. He knows already. That's why you start shining the light, and it's uncomfortable. Can we just deal with something else? You ever have, you know, certain scriptures you like? And then certain scriptures that bother you. So you, what do you do? Man, you will avoid those scriptures that bother you. Why do they bother you? Because they're getting into those places. You ever have a thorn? You ever have a thorn or something under your nail? Man, that's painful. But what do you do? You know, you have a couple of choices. You can leave it there. Eventually, the nail will grow out. It'll probably grow out with it. Or you can dig in there and get the thing out. You dig in there, guess what? It even hurts more. But once you get it out, it feels better. So time on, sometimes you have to do a little digging that hurts. God will do a little digging that hurts. But, but if it hurts now, guess what? It's not going to hurt forever. But if you leave it there... Give me one more example. Back several months ago, one of my caps fell off, my tooth. Mm -hmm. Fell off, 
I didn't go right away because I figured, oh, another cat, I don't feel like spending several hundred dollars or whatever. This is all in my mind. So when I got my wisdom tooth, I put that off too. Because I knew I had to get pulled, but I wasn't, it wasn't bothering me. So I left it, 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 left it. And then it started really bothering me. And then I finally went and said, you know what? Oh, but in the meantime, I brought the cap in with me. Because the cap, that tooth, that the cap fell out was right next to my wisdom tooth. So I'm like, oh, geez. So I probably have to get that fixed along with the wisdom. So I brought the cap in. He said, well, there's nothing we can do. You waited too long. I said, what do you mean? I wait. He said, if, if you don't come within two weeks, if you have a cap or something that falls off, go right away. Because they can, they can use the same cap, which now I know. But with, with this tooth, part of the tooth that it was cap broke a little bit, so they couldn't use it. So I had to get a new pay for a new cap. But what I found out is if he said, if you don't go within a couple of weeks, your tooth, your up, if, because it was at the low, your upper tooth will grow out. It's like grow out. Yeah, to, to compensate that, because now there's that big gap down there, the tooth grows. Like, what? I said, your tooth grows? I thought they were done growing. You no, know, no, they, they can continue to grow. Wow. I'm like, so don't lose your bottom or upper teeth because you look like a werewolf or something. They didn't grow but he said, it's too late. Because now if I put the cap bag on, it won't fit right because your teeth will be bumping together. I'm like, oh my God. And you know what? I learned something. That's why if, if take care of things, especially God should take care of it quick deal with it quick because if not this is going to fester and get worse and what will happen is in the long run it will cost you even more well praise the Lord we'll get more in this Father we thank you Lord in the name of Jesus Father thank you we are running to victory Lord we're overcoming ourselves but Father we overcome because we're dead to ourselves it's no longer us who live, it's Christ living in us, Lord. And Lord, we overcome this world. We're overcomers by our faith. And the kingdom of darkness has been destroyed. Father, we will not give authority to a defeated enemy. Lord, we will speak what you say. We'll speak what the word of God says. Lord, thank you for teaching us your ways this year. Lord, that we're changing, we're growing, so that we can help others grow and bring others into the kingdom of God. Lord, thank you for continually working on us. Lord, thank you for making us bold in our faith and bold in our witnessing. In Jesus' name.